Welcome to Rethink, the podcast that empowers you to challenge your existing beliefs and embrace new, more productive ways of thinking. Here at Rethink, we believe that the key to self-fulfillment lies in shattering old thought patterns and adopting new mindsets that support personal growth and empowerment. With expert guests and thought leaders from a wide range of fields, we explore strategies and insights that can help you achieve success and fulfillment in all areas of your life. From relationships to career, business ownership, and health, you are the source of your own success. We're just here to help you tap into your true potential and create a brighter future. So join us on the journey of personal growth and empowerment, and let's rethink what's possible for our lives. Hey, do you know what Antifa is? What they do? What it stands for? Well, hang around. We're going to talk about that today on Things You Should Know. Things You Should Know podcast, our focus varies from commonly asked questions like, what are the top email apps for iPhone users? Or how much does it cost to go to Disney World anyway? To the trending topics of the day, such as, are taxes going up or down? And who's Elon Musk? We shed light on things you probably have always wondered about, but you never got around to investigating them yourself. This podcast brings you the answers to your most commonly asked questions and makes you smarter just by listening. Information empowers, and the more information you have, the better decisions you can make, and ultimately, your quality of life is based on the decisions you make. So, thanks for joining the discussion, and make sure that you subscribe today and not miss out on any future episodes of Things You Should Know. Hey guys, welcome to the show. This is Kelly, your host, and you reach things you should know. If this is your first time, welcome aboard. We've got a really exciting show planned, very educational show planned. Today we're going to be talking about Antifa, what it is, uh, what does it mean, what do they do, etc. Uh, over the last uh, few years, it's been quite a bit of misinformation from a lot of different platforms. And one of the things that this podcast does is answers questions uh, such as this in a way that uh, can be factual based and provide you some information to go out and do some research on your own. So today we're going to be talking Antifa. I appreciate you joining. Those of you who have been supporting the podcast since day one, thank you for coming back. And for all of you, please uh, consider giving the podcast a review as well as sharing, liking, commenting, uh, particularly sharing with your colleagues, your friends, your family. All right. So let's get into it. What is Antifa? And I'm sure uh, you have heard this term and thought to yourself, uh, that sounds exotic. What in the world is it? It sounds like something from uh, somewhere else. Many Americans may have heard of Antifa for the first time back in the summer of 2017, uh, when T-shirt-clad counter-protesters, uh, their faces masked with bandanas, showed up to confront white nationalists marching in the streets of Charlottesville, Virginia. In the ensuing clash, 
Scores of people were injured, including one young lady who lost her life when a car rammed through a crowd of people. Since then, Antifa activists have clashed with far-right groups in Berkeley and in D.C., among other places. So Antifa isn't easily or easy to understand from the outside because unlike most of the prominent political movements that we're familiar uh, with as Americans, there's really no um, centralized leader. There's no prominent voice out front, no face you can associate with. And unlike environmentalists or civil rights or police reform, Antifa doesn't have big picture policy objectives. Antifa is a loosely organized alliance of people who join forces to oppose far right groups whenever they show up in local communities. Antifa, short for anti-fascist, is in uh, a amorphous movement, not an organization, as Trump likes to call it. Uh, It just shows up when there is a need, when there is uh, a uh, a fascist movement uh, about to take place or seemingly uh, then this group will appear to oppose it. And when cities across the nation erupted, for example, in May of 2020 at the murder of uh, African-American George Floyd by Minneapolis police, uh, Trump administration, for example, was quick to blame, uh, place blame on this left wing protest uh, movement and this group with this exotic sounding name, Antifa. Quote, the violence instigated and carried out by Antifa and other similar groups in connection with the rioting is domestic terrorism and will be treated accordingly. This is then attorney uh, William Barr in a press release. Trump, of course, weighed in as well, tweeting that the U.S. government would be designating the group as a terrorist organization, which is a legal designation that's normally uh, uh, used for foreign entities or foreign organizations. In early June of 2020, the White House officially uh, the White House official account tweeted that Antifa activists were invading our communities, quote, And they also posted video footage that supposedly showed supplies of bricks that had been pre-placed for use as weapons. Now, later, the White House removed the video, uh, which the Washington Post and other news outlets reported contained, obviously, misleading images. And for all of the fervor and arrest records and interviews with law enforcement, officials yielded no evidence that Antifa activists had plotted or coordinated any campaign or even had been a significant presence in the unrest following uh, Floyd's murder, according to the New York Times. Instead, the newspaper reported federal prosecutors had attributed most of the violence to individuals unconnected with any group, any group at all. Uh, So let's get into the origins of Antifa. Let's get into the origins. Uh, In a sense, the Antifa movement traces all the way back uh, to Italy in the 1930s when there was a left-wing group called Anti-Fascist Action, which they later shortened to Antifa. It rose up against the regime of Mussolini. He was an authoritarian 
who espouse racist views and utilize squads of violent followers called black shirts in an effort to intimidate any of his opposition. In the U.S., though, Antifa really grew out of anti-racist action, a movement that emerged in the Midwest in the 1980s and the 1990s, and they opposed racist skinheads and neo-Nazis who at the time were showing up to punk rock concerts and shows and skateboarding parts and things like that as part of their recruiting. And in Portland, Oregon, one of the nation's most prominent Antifa groups called Rose City Antifa was formed in 2007. And they also oppose, obviously, neo-Nazi skinhead music festivals. Now, what do they do? What does Antifa do? Uh, quote, anti-fascism is fairly self-explanatory, end quote. This is Rose City Antifa explaining in an email, quote, our role is to prevent and take action against fascist activity. So let's just stop here and let's make sure we all are on, on board. And we understand what fascism actually is. Fascism is a form of far right, authoritarian, ultra nationalism characterized by a dictatorial power. You know, some sort of person in office, say a president, for example, uh, who can supply forcible suppression of the opposition and um, has a strong regimen of society and of the economy, which came to prominence, uh, you know, similar to what came to prominence in the early 20th century in Europe, i.e. Mussolini. So fascism is a far right movement is nationalism is authoritarianism it includes suppression racism and these sorts of things rose city uh, antifa explains its approach quote as a group we primarily use a three-pronged approach direct action education and solidarity without other left organizations direct action is any work that prevents fascist organizing and when that is not possible, it provides consequences to fascist organizers. It also includes researching and tracking fascist organizations and individuals. Education includes hosting speakers and educational events for our community so that we can all be able to, re, uh, to recognize fascism and oppose it effectively. Solidarity simply means uh, things like providing security for local events and um, allying ourselves with other organizations who have similar goals, end quote. The news media coverage often depicts Antifa primarily as a bunch of street fighters. Physical protesting is relatively a small part of what we do, says Rose City Antifa. Each of us is expected to put in several hours of work per week, and that time is spent doing everything from researching and writing articles to providing advice and assistance to people who reach out to us to coordinating with other groups in the area to help them stay safe from uh, provocators who attempt to disrupt them. End quote. So individual Antifa activists themselves tend to remain low profile because the movement uh, is anti-hierarchical anti-hierarchical, uh, and focuses on group action. 
We work together to determine the best course of action based on everyone's ideas and input and find that our best work comes from taking the time to collaborate as equals. We want also to avoid our um, we also want to avoid our actions being reduced to that of a single individual that can not only put that person at risk, but we want to demonstrate that we act in unity and that we don't do this for social capital, but because we think it is simply the right thing to do. And this again from Rose City Antifa. So finally, uh, Rose City Antifa notes that we are just one group and the Antifa movement is more of a philosophy, an ideology than a group. Because a group can just be led by an individual. So it just isn't practical to have leaders when anti-fascists exist all around the world in different communities and in different walks of life. So here's six things uh, to know in summary about Antifa and anti-fascism. How long has Antifa been around? Well, we said a little earlier. Some Antifa groups date back and their origins uh, from fights against European fascists in the 1920s and 1930s. You'll recall Mussolini and Hitler, of course. Uh, What are they opposed to? Well, neo-Nazis. Neo-fascism, white supremacy, racism. Uh, And in these days, the movement that encapsulates some of these ideas is the alt-right, the alt-right. Why do they dress in black? So you'll notice that usually they uh, have their faces covered or they're wearing all black or something like that. Uh, Like other protest movements dating back to the Cold War era, West German anarchists, Antifa supporters will often dress in all black, sometimes covering their faces with masks or helmets so they can't be identified by opposing groups or the police. It's an intimidating tactic known as black bloc, which also allows them to move together as one anonymous group. There are also offshoots. One Antifa group in Oregon said that they also have a snack block of people who provide food and water for their allies during protests. Uh, Next, what tactics do they use? Well, Antifa looks to disrupt any alt-right events and far-right speakers. They use a variety of tactics to do this, including shouting and chanting and forming human chains to block off uh, right-wing demonstrators. Some are unapologetic about their online tactics, which include monitoring the far right on social media. They also release personal information about their uh, opponents online, commonly known as doxing. They've gotten some alt-right supporters fired from their jobs after identifying them online. Uh, How violent are they? How violent are they? Their willingness to use violence marks out Antifa from any other left wing activists, although Antifa members uh, would say that they denounce the use of weapons and violent direct action. Uh, They would say if violence does occur, it's a form of self-defense. They also make historical uh, arguments to justify their position. 
For instance, they asked, what if opponents of the German Nazi party had been more forceful in their opposition in the 30s? Could the uh, uh, World War II and Holocaust have been averted? Uh, and the reason why, just to clarify, that it says that Antifa, you know, different from many left wing activists, is that um, similar to um, Martin Luther King Jr., Dr. King, uh, left wing activism has always uh, pronounced and embraced nonviolence. Of course, there was Malcolm X by any means necessary, but on a large scale, we're talking about civil rights movements uh, led by Dr. King, which was always nonviolent. Uh, and then lastly, do women join Antifa groups? Well, traditionally, direct street action has been a mostly male uh, domain, but significant numbers of women are joining as members of the Antifa groups and have been arrested at counter demonstrations against alt-right in California and elsewhere. Female members of Antifa groups told us, this is an article from uh, BBC, that they view the current administration, this was Trump's administration, as being anti-woman. They point to the White House policies on immigration, affordable health care, abortion rights, and voting rights, and say they disproportionately affect women and, of course, minorities. So this has been a, a brief lesson on Antifa. And the reason this is important uh, and really the reason why I, I enjoy doing this podcast and I think that uh, listeners listen is because uh, there's one thing to hear someone's opinion. There's so much social media and so many people, unfortunately, are getting their information from social media. Uh, a lot of people get their information from misleading news outlets. And for the most part, I would say to you, don't believe anything anyone says, even this podcast. Let this be a starting point for your own research. I'm stating to you facts, but you won't know that unless you verify what I'm saying. So verification is necessary. Uh, I think if you are listening to this podcast, you can appreciate uh, the idea of being challenged on these ideas and knowing that you have to do the work yourself in order to understand these concepts. Because, as I always say, facts are important. Facts are not interpretive. They're not subjective. They are objective. They are facts. Science is science. And when large groups of people begin to uh, espouse some viewpoint, it's important to understand the facts. So Antifa was used as a scapegoat by the Trump administration for many a press conference. And no one really knew, including Trump, what Antifa is or the origins. So now you know, or at least you have a starting point to go and do some additional research on your own. This information has come to us through BBC, uh, through CNN, and through uh, uh, a couple additional uh, sources as well. And uh, I think it's pretty comprehensive and to the point of Antifa. Again, I was always encouraging you to go out and continue to do some research on your own. But come back here because we'll be here in another two days. Uh, with another great topic here at Things You Should Know. And if you've not done so already, please uh, give us a review and please subscribe to the podcast. Thank you for listening and we'll see you in two days.
That's all for today's episode of Rethink. We hope that you've enjoyed this exploration of new ideas and perspectives and found valuable insights and strategies that you can apply to your life. Remember, you are the source of your own success and fulfillment. And by embracing new ways of thinking, you can unlock your true potential and yes, create the life that you truly desire. Now, if you've enjoyed this episode, we encourage you to support the podcast by sharing it with your friends, your family members, your loved ones and associates, and even your followers on social media. Also, leave us a review on your favorite podcast platform. Lastly, don't forget to check out our show notes for free downloads and empowering ebooks that can help you on your journey of personal growth and empowerment. Thanks, guys, for tuning in. We look forward to exploring more ideas and insights with you in the next episode of Rethink.